Welcome to the one and only Circle City Cinema with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. All right. Welcome in to Circle City Cinema, second annual Oscars betting pod. I am your host, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined by my co-host on the Back Shoulder Fade. It's a crossover episode. Caleb Lynn, my degenerate in chief. How is it going, my friend? Imagine a world which did which this world did occur. When you and I came after this pod last year, we told each other as soon as the pod ended, this can't be a one-time thing. This needs to be a every year occurrence. And now we have a podcast doing all of this. So I will always love doing this one because that's when the two of us recognize we could do something with this. And we knew this could yeah. be fun and we knew this could be a cool opportunity. Well, last year, I will say last year, I think this particular pod talking about the Oscars odds, like I think it was a little more wide open last year. You know, the, we have some long, uh, you know, you mentioned it before we started. Yeah. I mean, we got yeah. some long shots and we, I mean, we've got heavy favorites and uh, in, in some of the major categories this year. And then we have some closer races, which we're going to take a look at, particularly in four of the major categories. Um, the top, the top acting categories and then two screenplay categories. But let me give a disclaimer that this is not... I'll do a pod next week on my Oscars picks um, for the Oscars, which are on March 10th. But oh, this pod, focusing on betting, focusing on <laughs> the FanDuel Sportsbook odds for the Oscars on March 10th. What bets do we like what bets do we question what categories do we stay away from and there's a lot of them like i said because there's a big it's a lot of heavy favorites but uh caleb first off give me two things you've watched you recently joined letterboxd i think we yeah. all did yeah you mean bryce yeah and yeah. alex alex joined it as well yeah um give me two things you've watched in the past month that blew you away in the spirit of Oscar season. Um, the holdovers blew me away. That blew me away. Yeah. I, well, we're going to talk that, about that tonight. That movie rocks. Um, I am so happy. I watched that movie that that movie rocks. Um, and, and I'm a big, I'm a big maestro fan. I, um, when I watched that, I'm glad night, I really, I really enjoyed that. I liked, um, I liked that movie top to bottom and I liked Bradley and I, I liked Mulligan and, uh, I, I just thought it was a very cool movie and, uh, a fun one to watch. I'm glad somebody else liked it. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought it was boring. Uh, my grandpa liked it who I didn't, I didn't think that would strike a chord with him. Hmm. Uh, no pun intended, but it did. Uh, he, he really liked it. He didn't, he didn't think, uh, it went into some of his artistic stuff enough. Um, I'll take his word for it. He was around for him. I wasn't. Uh, but I, I thought it was a great... Really, I mean, Bradley Cooper, we knew he could direct, and we certainly knew he could act. Yeah. 
he's becoming I'm trying to think of somebody to compare him to. Like I know he takes a lot of a lot of inspiration from Clint Eastwood in terms of being able to do both at a high level. So that would be the natural comparison, but I don't even think I would compare him to Clint because Clint I don't know if Clint could do a movie like Maestro. You know, it's it's like a half half musical. Clint has tackled biopics before and they haven't gone well. Jay Edgar being exhibit A. Yeah. But I I guess you can compare him to Clint, but I I love the guy. I love and they've worked together. They they did American Sniper together ten years ago now. Can't believe it's been ten years since that movie, but um We've known for a while he can do both. And this one, he had a lot of creative control working with Netflix, and I thought he took full advantage of it. I mean, in my review on Letterboxd, I I didn't reference the scene directly, but the scene I was referencing was the church scene, which has made the rounds on Twitter, hmm. where he's just, you know, in his conducting bag, the hell out of that orchestra. Yeah, he's in his bag. He's in his bag. That's exactly how you could say he's in his bag. Yeah. He's in his bag. And that that was just an awesome scene. So had to be nominated. It was nominated for a lot of stuff. Um so we might talk about that a little more tonight. But yeah, the holdovers, dude. The holdovers. I I thought I thought it was second best movie I've seen this year. Or last year, I guess. Second best. But, all right. Well, there, here's here's my start. I mean, for me, it's number one. I mean, it's all original. Right. It's original. It's unique. Um, yeah. It was an original. The idea is not coming from something that has already been told or something that was already put together. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that I think it's going to win an award but if you're asking me what my number one movie was i don't really think it was close um paul giamatti was was awesome randolph was awesome i mean giamatti man i mean that dude just knows how to make some work man he just knows how to work i mean you got i mean billions is billions is a a banger on on uh, on showtime you've got you know this movie that he i mean he is He's underrated, man, with 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 good, sustainable content and totally holdovers agree. again, again, he's underrated again. And, you know, now it's it, in this movie. I, I just was awesome. I loved every bit of it. Um, absolutely. Uh, number one for me in terms of my just what I liked and what I enjoyed. Uh, it rocked. Giamatti. Well. We'll save it for in a few minutes, but Giamatti. It's it's kind of cool to see what what's been happening to him on the awards circuit because he's uh, he's a great actor, as we all know. He has been for over twenty years. You know, he's been in the mainstream for, I mean, a long, a long time, basically since two thousand. I mean, for people like us, Caleb, who grew up on movies like (laughs) Big Fat Liar. You know, sure. a lot of people our age will know him from that. But, you know, he's done. This is his second nomination. It's his first one for Best Actor. And 
it's just cool to see what's happened to him on the award circuit because he's getting a lot of love. Seems like a lot of do coming his way. And it's just nice to see. You get this every now and then with with award season where it's it just feels like, you know, hey, let's you might not win, but he did win the Golden Globe. But it's like, hey, let's 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 give this guy some recognition for what for what he's done over a long period of time. So it's that's been nice to see. But um yeah, those are two Two great movies that came out last year. You got Holdovers, number one. Um, I'm not going to quibble with you on that. Uh, I was blown away as well the first time I saw it. Holds up pretty well in the second viewing, too. I watched it. I saw it in the theater. Uh, it It had... some of the funniest line deliveries I've ever heard. Yeah. And most of them were, most of them were from Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. they, they were so and Dominic awesome Sessa, Caleb. Deliveries. Yeah. Dominic yes. Sessa. Yes. Yes. Rookie season. Rookie yeah. season for Dominic yeah. Sessa. Yeah. Came out firing. Yeah. No, I, so he, that was, he, he showed a lot. Better rookie season, Dominic Sessa or Wendy? What do you got? He got there. I'll go Sessa. Dominic Sessa. <laughs> I'll go Sessa. I'll, I'll go Sessa. Sessa. Sure. I'll, I'll go Sessa. I'll go Sessa. Uh, let's get it. Let's just get into it here. We, by the way, we got Dune two next week. Uh, I'll be seeing that the following Tuesday when it comes out. So it comes out on March first. I'll be seeing it the following Tuesday. So I'll certainly do a pod about that. Uh, rave reviews, Caleb. People are calling yeah. it. Yeah. Look, I want to. I want to temper the expectations because when you compare it to what people are, where it's like Empire Strikes Back, Dark Knights, Godfather Two, like the greatest sequels ever. Like, please, please, calm, please calm. But at the same time, it's encouraging. Uh, Denny Villeneuve, one of my favorite directors, certainly working right now, if not ever. Like the guy just doesn't miss. You can go look at his resume. Doesn't miss. Doesn't miss. He's had bangers for 11 years straight. Basically ever since he transitioned to North American mainstream, like he's just bangers left and right. But uh, let's get in the first category, Caleb. Um, Best actor. Speaking of Giamatti, let's just keep it with him. Giamatti right now. He has, he's plus 260. So these odds have shifted uh, from earlier in the week. They were plus 190 earlier this week. Now he's plus 260. Uh, Killian Murphy getting a little bit more of an edge. All year, it seemed like Killian's year. You know, he's the guy to beat. But I thought Giamatti of the, I mean, I've seen four of the five performances in this category. Uh, Jeffrey Wright's odds, quite frankly, are a joke. I thought I think he should be higher than Bradley Cooper. Honestly, um, I would have him third. I don't. I don't really get why Jeffrey wow. Wright's sixty-five to one. I don't wow. understand that. Wow, that's a gripe. I, I have. I've been meaning that, to that was watch my biggest... that. That that's that's and I would like and and that's a movie that I definitely want to talk about in another category. Um, that that has been one that's definitely been on my mind and I've wanted to watch. Um, going into uh, you know, going into the Oscars, uh, I feel like there's been a lot of good things about that movie. 
Yeah, I I, I loved it. Um, I thought the the ending. I had to think about the ending for a little bit after I after I watched it. I thought it was a little underwhelming, but I, I get what they hmm. were. I get what they were trying to do, but I, I don't understand. I thought Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction was better than Bradley Cooper in Maestro, but I I don't know. I don't wow. I don't really get sixty five wow. to one seems like a disrespectful. No chance. Yeah, yeah, disrespectful. But looking at Giamatti, Caleb, like the way the odds are stacked up right now across the categories. If everything goes the way the books think it will, uh, Oppenheimer's uh, just gonna have uh, a historic night. And that just simply doesn't happen that no, often. No, it does not. I, no, it does not. It does it doesn't happen that often. And there's always somebody that plays spoiler. Now I want Murphy to win. I think he should win, but Giamatti winning wouldn't be the end of the world for me. And I think it could have a chance because I think if the Academy gets into a position where they don't want to give Oppenheimer both best actor and best director, then they will give Giamatti best actor. They'll let Nolan have his day as best director. And Murphy just kind of has to, you know, sit there and clap for Giamatti. So I don't want to say it would be a career achievement for Giamatti, but because he definitely would have earned it if he wins. But plus two sixty and rising odds are rising. You know, I I don't know if they got the three to one or plus three fifty sometime next week. I would but, I would take a jump at it. But you're not concerned about the fact that you saw it at plus one ninety a week ago, and now it's increased to two sixty. No, because sometimes in the major categories, we get these inexplicable odd shifts as the show itself approaches. The best example is the Parasite Oscars. Parasite wasn't the favorite to win Best Picture in the week leading up to those Oscars. 1917 was the big favorite. And then inexplicably, for whatever reason, Parasite gained momentum. People threw money on it, and look what it did. It won, and it should have won. So, there is precedence. Um, You know, last year, I would say the example of this would have been Kate Blanchett versus Michelle Yeoh, which I actually think we talked about that on that pod. We did. That Kate Blanchett was a good bet. (laughs) Um, So, it's kind of reversed here, where neither of these guys have won. Murphy's in the biggest movie of the year most awarded movie of the year, but Giamatti has been doing it for a longer time. Movie really doesn't work without him, I would say. So it doesn't concern me that much. Now, if the odds had jumped to like plus 350 this week, then I would have stayed away. But if they get up to plus 350 by next week, I might, I might take a look at it. Especially if they get to three, if they get to three to one, I might put like five bucks on it, just because the Academy doesn't like awarding the same movie most of the big categories. You know what I'm saying? I do. Um, I very much do. And I, I throughout 
the preparation for this podcast, um, I kept that in mind on a lot of potential bets that I'm probably going to make. Um, and and I I think with when it comes to best actor, I I respect what G. I mean, obviously we just talked about it. I respect what Giamatti has done, but I think you could make a very similar argument with Murphy. In that he was a central part of that movie, and there's a narrative with him. Just a, and I, I don't know if I would. I don't know what the better a better wording is than legacy achievement, but he he's been around, right? He's Murphy's been oh, around yeah. and in high level roles. And if he could get this, I think that'd be a really good stomp on his career. And I I would lean. I I, I do not have a play on this. I do not have a play on this. I think it'll be Murphy the whole way. I don't see a lot of value here, but it's, it wouldn't shock. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Giamatti won. In my opinion, Oppenheimer is going to get stumped in other categories where you have better value. It's, it's going to be interesting to see because the Academy is famous for always saving the best for last. Uh, you know, in the fair. They don't always do best picture last. Um, actually, in the COVID Oscars, when Anthony Hopkins upset Chadwick Boseman for best actor, they presented best actor last. So when Anthony Hopkins won, he got his Oscar, and then the show was over, and we all just sat there shocked in silence because everyone expected yeah, Boseman yeah, to win. I remember that. Yeah. So I would say if they present best director first and Nolan wins, Don't basically you're gonna you're pretty much gonna know who's gonna win best actor if you're tallying how many wins Oppenheimer has leading up to it. Um, if it's so, so I would say if. If up as a dominant day, Murphy. Yeah, I would say so. But if it's kind of even, Giamatti. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. I don't think there's a ton of value. A ton of value. But... I, I, I would be paying attention to the best director category because... You know, that kind of seems like a lock right now that Nolan will win it. And if if he does and Oppenheimer wins in the other major categories that it's in, I'd be I I would be concerned for Murphy. Uh because we saw this last year in Best Supporting Actress. You know, we saw this last year where Angela Bassett, big favorite for Wakanda Forever. And gets upset by Jamie Lee Curtis. Nobody saw that coming. And that was, you know, that was obviously a lot worse than this would be because Jamie Lee Curtis, I didn't even have her on my radar winning that. No, award. you did. I remember. Um, and Giamatti, I could, I could see him winning it. I, I am betting it'll be Murphy, but it wouldn't be the most shocking thing if, if Giamatti won it. But, what do you consider? What do you consider to be the A-list awards? I guess let's the A-list let's, awards. Yeah, what do you think that is? What do you think? Well, that is? the biggest categories. So you have they call them. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. You got the big seven, basically. So you have. Best Picture, Best Director, 
the four acting categories, and then you have two screenplay categories. So those so you are got the supporting. No, the supporting are in oh, there. Okay, so okay, you have okay. the four supporting gotcha. actors, okay. the four uh, the four acting categories: picture, director, got it, and then the two screenplay categories. Those got to it. me are got it are the biggest. Um, I like uh, cinematography as well. Uh, animated feature is always one I look at. We might even talk about that tonight. So yeah. That's what I got for best actor. Best yep. actress, Caleb. What are you thinking here? Hammer I, think, I feel like you have Stone. this. Hammer. Yeah. I, uh, plus, agree. I, I mean, look, I, I I think Emma Stone, Emma Stone is, and I have not seen poor things. I have not seen I have not seen poor things. I want to be very, very clear. I have not seen poor things. Do I think that Emma Stone should win? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, I'm assuming. She should. She, Emma Stone has been an A-list actor for quite some time. But Even I'm going to hammer and I'm going to hammer Lily Gladstone on two things. I'm going to hammer Lily Gladstone on two things. Look at the categories in Killers of the Flower Moon. They're fourth, fifth, sixth in the majority of stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, Lily Gladstone's available at plus money at plus 165 in a tightly contested race. When Killers of the Flower Moon remain in the middle of the middle of the pack in every other category it's in. They're not favored in any other cat. They're not even close to favored in any other category. In any other category. I think this will shift. I think you have to bet it now. You have to bet it right now. It's only going to get worse than odds. And look, if you think Emma Stone's going to win, I would. And, and you're real. Like, if you think Emma Stone's going to win and you don't really want to bet on Lily Gladstone, wait. Wait, if you're if you're like very confident, but if you're like, hey, I got to make my bets like right now, I'm going to forget. I'm going to lose track. We got, you know, the final stretch of NBA season. We got March Madness. We got all this stuff going on in the sports world. I would be hammering Lily Gladstone. I, I just yeah. to me, that feels like a and I don't care that it's little value. I think it's only a two person race, Zach. Uh, I don't think that uh, this race totally. goes any farther. I don't think this race goes any farther than that. Uh, I mean, I talked about Carrie Mulligan on Maestro, but I mean, she was in what? Barely, I mean, maybe 40, 45 minutes of the movie. She was not in the movie that long. That's a joke that she's placed fourth uh, onto this category. I, I I am going with Lily Gladstone plus 165 and I, I no hesitation. No hesitation. Totally agree. Had this one in my notes too. I haven't seen Poor Things either. I, it's not playing in the theater near me and I can't find it on streaming or I want, I want to. I want to. I, I want to. I want to watch it too. I, I I haven't seen. I've seen all of the best picture nominees except Poor Things and Zone of Interest simply because I can't watch them. You can't access. I can't watch them anywhere. Right. Yeah. I can't access them. That's my, always been my big gripe with these movies that get nominated by the Oscars. Is how how am I supposed to watch them? I can't. You're telling me this movie is important because you nominated it, and I can't. I can't watch it. But it's weird. The, you look at the cast, you look at all the stuff, you would think this movie... Now, again, it's a part of Searchlight Pictures, and that would mean Hulu. Yeah. Um, but, but not yet. I, but not yet. I mean, they're saying... They're saying, you know, I'm looking at some guides and stuff, like March 12th, maybe, is what I'm seeing. 
and could so be maybe, available for purchase on the 27th to watch via renting. But, you know, you, again, I look, I, you know, I'm not trying to dismiss Emma Stone. I, Emma Stone's one of my favorite actors, just period. Um, I would I want her as a fan to win. But I don't think you can underestimate multiple factors in the sense of Flyer Moon's in a lot of conversation, but doesn't have an award. Number two, there's an historical significance to it. And I do yeah. think the Academy looks at that and takes that seriously and what it could impact in terms of, you know, acting in general. Um, and I think at plus 165, I absolutely. The fact that it's that close, you, you got you to consider it. You got to consider it. Yeah, I, I, I'll probably be doing this too. These odds actually haven't shifted this week. Uh, when I did this on Monday, they were plus 165 and they're still plus 165. Um, almost a dead heat with Emma Stone. Emma Stone, it's her fourth nomination overall. It's her second for Best Actress, uh, which she won for La La Land. She would become the 15th actress ever with two or more best actress wins. Uh, so she would be joining some, some rare company. I mean, I got the list here. You're looking at Catherine Hepburn, Meryl Streep, Frances McDormand, Jodie Foster, Elizabeth Taylor, Sally Field. I mean, just that's, all that's time names. Time. And she would be joining that list. So there's some historical stuff on the line. If she wins it, Lily Gladstone, I mean, again, I haven't seen four things, but I was blown away by her in, in Killers of the Flower Moon. And I just find it yeah, hard to believe that really Killers good. is going to be shut out because... I, yes. Going back to the Parasite Oscars. Yes. Martin Scorsese, the Irishman, was nominated for a shitload of awards in that. And it went home with nothing. It went home with nothing. So well, it's just hard for me to see that happening again. <laughs> especially when... I don't know. I just no. It's, I, that's I, I can't no, see you know. You know. Can I? Can I? It's interesting you just said that because that's my take. I don't think poor things goes with anything. You think poor things goes over? Yes. Wow. That's what I think happens. Wow. That's the well. Movie. The Hulu that's, release. That's the would have you believe. The Hulu release would have you believe that they think it's going to win something. Well, of course they should. Because of course they should. They're going to want to capitalize. Yes. On whatever they yes. win. Yes. Absolutely. Releasing it on Hulu two days later. Of course. So you're Look. saying poor things doesn't win anything. Correct. Okay. When I put together the odd, this is their best shot. This is their best shot. They. Yeah. This is their best shot. If you look at, if you look at, so I'm serious. You look at the, you look at all the awards. You look at all the odds. You look at what actually makes sense. You look at it from a value perspective. You look through all this other stuff. This is their pathway to an award. I mean, it just is. I mean, I'm I'm sorry that I, I think the Academy is not going to shut out Nolan. I mean, I just don't see no. it. I it's, don't think it's they're going to shut him out. It's just shaping up to be, no. And I don't, I, I mean, there's a couple other categories we'll talk about where I, I don't, there's no value. 
they're, they're not in it or they're or they're, they're non-existent this is this is the right. category they have to win period period i agree i mean this you is... know they're, they're not they're not in it i mean i get it they're second in in best picture i understand that but I mean, I, this is the one that I feel like is the most stable for that movie. And that would not shock me whatsoever. From, I mean, from a betting perspective, again, from a betting perspective, I don't see a world. I could see this being the movie that gets sniped. Snubbed. I could see it. Et cetera. I mean, Yorgos Lanthimos is a, I would say he's an acquired taste of a director where you, you either like his movies or you don't. Uh, I've only seen one of his movies huh. and it was the killing of a sacred deer. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, interesting. I'll say that. I thought it was good, but, uh, I'm not clamoring to fire it up again and watch it. It's just huh. one of those movies. Now this one looks one a little time. more lighthearted than that one. Yeah. You watch it one time. Hmm. Four things looks a little more, Lighthearted, maybe an easier watch than uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer was for me. But I mean, you know my thoughts on Emma Stone, just to wrap up on she has a history. Like, she, she has a history with working with him as well. I mean, you can yeah, tell they're gunning she does. for this. You can tell. Yeah, this movie's all about her. Uh Mark Ruffalo is nominated as well for supporting actor, but I mean this the campaign they ran was centered around her and it should have been. Because like like we said, I agree. She's the favorite right now. Uh, she would be the fifteenth actress ever to have two best actress wins. We just read off some of the names she'd be joining. Like this is, I think she's the best actress in Hollywood. I mean, in case she's the best actor, period, in Hollywood right now. I, I think she's the best actress of her class. You could. Zach with just you the could. fire. Zach just puts out fire like that. that, that Eddie Smoke. You could. What he's just saying. I, I, I will stamp. I will stamp that she is the best best actress of her generation. I'll stamp that. I'll stamp that. Hadlock it. Turn the key. I want that clip. Like, I want that clip. You're clipping go that. Ahead. You're clipping go that. Ahead. I'll, I'll clip it. I'll you're clip clipping it because I believe when it. You go through your VSM, I'll clip it because I believe you go it. Through this, you're clipping that. I will. I'll clip it because right. I believe it, and I, right. I'll continue to believe it, even if she doesn't win. Wow! Uh, wow! Best actress, big time but... phrase. Big time phrase. Yeah, big time. The only reason I went to see Cruella was Emma Stone, because I respect her that much. It was good though, and I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. I had no business being that good. I had no business being that good. No business being. <laughs> no business being that good. Uh, so that's best actress. Uh, what category do you want to get into now? What category do I want to get into now? Pick a category. category. So, I mean, so we talked about it. I'm just going to go in order. I'm just going to keep going in order. We're going to go with best director because I have, I do have a question. I do have a question with Nolan. I don't really think it's close that Nolan's going to win. I don't. That's not close. But what makes the best director the best director? Why? Would or let me rephrase it, and let me add this with it. What makes the what makes the best director the best director in terms of this award? And why wouldn't that always be in sync with best picture? It's a great question. It's one I've always wondered as well. And sometimes I don't know. 
sometimes it just feels like somebody's time. And this is just his I, I that's what I was about to get into. That's what I was about to get into. Is it it's his is, time? Are the odds stacked to where it's like a reputation thing where there's a sense of pressure that he has to win? Or do you actually do you just truly think this was such this was such a good movie and he just did such a good job that it has to be that it has to be him? Or is reputation and him not having one leading the way for what makes him the favorite. I'll put it this way. If he doesn't win in this category, I'm shutting it off and I'm going to bed. I think it would be that much of a disgrace. <laughs> I'm shutting it off. I'm going to bed, getting a good night's sleep because I, w- I won't be able to handle it like this. Is, but, but that's your that's your favorite guy just, though. That's your favorite. That's your favorite. He's director. one of my he's one of my favorite guys yeah, yeah. for sure. He's one of my yeah. favorite guys. And you look at his resume too. Like, there's no misses. Like, there are some movies uh, better than others for sure. But he doesn't miss. He doesn't have a bad movie on his resume. He just doesn't. So I think when you're at so you ask a good question. If you if a guy or a woman wins best director, why doesn't their movie automatically win best picture? Uh, short answer, I don't know. Because the famous example of this is the nineteen ninety eight Oscars. Steven Spielberg wins best director for Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan then gets upset, monumentally upset, by Shakespeare in Love in best picture something nobody can explain to this day so i don't i i don't know i don't know and then you have a recent example where damien chazelle wins best director for la la land but moonlight wins best picture yeah it just i i don't know i so i i don't know i don't know but it seems to me that he's a virtual lock. I think he should be a lock. I think he should win it. I think he will win it. Um, and if you look at the odds, I mean, the next cl- he's minus two thousand. Next closest is eighteen to one. So you'd be wasting your time looking at this category, in my opinion. I think but you, yeah, I you, think you bring up a good question. I don't think we're the only ones asking that. Uh, maybe there's some film scholars out there who can tell us why, but. I don't know. Yeah, it's mostly a question, not necessarily. Hey, this is where I'm placing, and I'm looking at placing a bet. Uh, the next, the next category, I can tell you right now, I'm placing a bet um, because it's going to go along with my theory a little bit here, and your theory a little bit of just because you're favored in all these categories by a decent amount doesn't mean you're actually going to win it. That's what I think. Best supporting actor is. I think best supporting actor is that. You think Downey gets upset? Yeah, I absolutely do. And I will take Ryan wow. Gosling at plus seven. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I had and that I, down as my most intriguing lay of the that's, night. That's, that is absolutely, without a doubt, um, that's, that's probably like 1A, 2A for me. And the I, reasoning... I, go ahead. The, yeah, I'm with you. The reasoning for this upset would be very simple to me. 
Robbie and Gerwig were not nominated. So this is, this is this is their makeup Oscar. Even though if you yeah. watch the movie, even though if you watch the movie, which the Academy members may or may not have, as we know in the past, they if they'd watch the movie, they would know how ironic it is that they give the only dude in the movie the Oscar. Meanwhile, the two women Correct. who lifted the movie up, not even nominated. Correct. It's not very ironic nominated. if you if you watch the movie. But I'm with you. And I think honestly, you might see some articles if Downey loses. You might see some articles, some some stuff on Twitter. I might even buy into it a little bit. That it's still that anti Marvel bias. This guy was the face of Marvel. Ah. <clears throat> For 10 years, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's why he wouldn't win it, but that would be brought up. That would be brought up. I mean, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, they, they've obviously had a history of that of doing yeah. that. Um, but I, I just my my lot, I agree with you a thousand percent. You, you mentioned it, Margot and Greta not being in it when people thought they were locks to be in it. Locks to be in the conversation. I did. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Locks, locks to be in the conversation to win yeah. all this other stuff. You bring in somebody like Gosling, who, you know, again, I don't know how much stock you put into this, but everybody loves that song that he had. Everybody loved that song that he had. You know, his performance sticks out. Uh, people enjoyed what he was able to provide. Um, if I'm really going to be frank, there's a, a political aspect to this as well that people have been diving into and talking about that I think is good that that I think will potentially help them in this particular award um I, I mean it's it's kind of just one of those things to me Zach where it's like look you know I'm not I mean it's not really necessarily about what you feel or how you feel I feel like to a certain extent the academy um might dive into that realm and if that is the case you're looking at somebody like Ryan Gosling at plus 750 as a pretty nice bet. I don't necessarily think that De Niro, um, Brown, or Ruffalo are in positions to be significantly considered. No, I, I do think American Fiction has to, might sneak something. But I, 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 I think that Gosling at plus 750 makes a lot of sense because I just think that movie... I, I just Oppenheimer is overwhelmingly favored in far too many categories. Finding the finding the right one, this is the right one to me. If you're wanting to try to figure out which one they're not going to get, this is it. Well, I'm with you. Um, I'll just be devil's advocate. Things going against Gosling winning. Uh, Downey's had a great showing at other awards whether it's the Golden Fair. Globes or the BAFTAs. Uh, I think he won the SAG Award too. So he's he's cleaning up. He's cleaning yep. up. Yep. And this is another kind of... Kind of like Giamatti. Like, it's not a career achievement because he would deserve it if he won. But it's another guy that's like, you know what, you've done a lot for this industry. You're a great actor. You're a great guy, like nice, nice little capstone for for your career. I think that's what it is for Downey. Um, but I agree with you, Gosling. Very intriguing bet. If you think Oppenheimer 
is not going to clean house in these major categories that it's nominated in, this would be your biggest moneymaker bet for sure. Um, another one I want to just briefly mention, which I don't know how much I believe this will happen, but the odds are too close to ignore it. Okay. Best animated feature. Best yeah. animated feature. Yeah. You have across the Spider Verse as the slight favorite at minus 180. And then you have the boy and the heron right behind it at plus 115. I haven't seen the boy and the heron. I wanted to. I just never got a chance to go see it. Uh, and of course, everybody knows Spider Verse was awesome. You know, I need to watch that again, actually, now that I think about it. But I think Spider-Verse will win. I think it should win. No disrespect to Boy and the Heron, but, you know, no shock at all to me if if Across the Spider-Verse got knocked off here. I think a little bit playing into it is that Into the Spider-Verse won this award. So maybe yeah. they don't want to give yeah. it to they don't want to give it two the times sequel, in a row. Uh, which I think is a bullshit reason not to give it. But agreed. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Across the Spider Verse goes home empty as well. Uh, so I just want to mention that real quick. The last two categories I wanted to hit with you: the screenplay categories. Okay. So we'll keep on Oppenheimer, best adapted screenplay. American Fiction, the favorite. Minus 125. Slight favorite over Op. Op is sitting at plus 160. But the intriguing one to me, and this will be the same reason why Gosling would win, Barbie at plus 340. If you think the Academy will be sorry or apologetic in any way for not having Robbie and Gerwig nominated, that means Barbie would go home with something big, right? An adapted screenplay would be a big one to get. Now, you're asking it to knock off Oppenheimer and American Fiction, two screenplays that I thought were great. But it's plus 340, so it's not out of the realm. It's in the running. It's in the running. So I think... If you're just betting on Barbie going home with something, I would look at Gosling and I would look at this. I'll lay the juice on. I'll lay the juice on American fiction. I like that a lot. Um, I I don't. I don't. I want to think of how I could word this. Um, I mean, adapted screenplays. No, I'm just saying adapted screenplays are based upon other works. Yes. Like they're based on other something else, other mediums. Yeah. How in the absolute world would you say Barbie is an adapted screenplay? Listen, I didn't say it should be here. That's, That's a whole my conversation. Argument. That's my argument. Like, look, say, if the cat, if, look, it, look, I mean, you, you, I mean, I understand. I, I mean, you, you, you probably feel the way I feel about some of that, but to me, that's just not an adapted screenplay. It's just not. I don't think there's any value in that. 
I don't think they are an adapted. I don't think it is. I, I don't. Sorry. I think it's a look. I'm with you. Awful nomination. I I don't think that is any. I do not think that is an adapted screenplay, and it is not. And to me, the fact that it's even remotely close, I mean, you're probably right. That is worth looking at from a betting standpoint. You're 100% right because it doesn't fully make sense why it's that why it's even that close. Um, but I think the reason I would go with American fiction, again, similar logic to Gosling, similar logic to even Giamatti. They're in the mix on a lot. Or sorry, not Giamatti, um, Gladstone. They're in the mix for a lot. They're in the mix for a lot. They're third, fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth. This is their best chance. Mm-hmm. I think this movie does a lot of things that the Academy likes. Um, a lot, actually. Uh, I, th- I mean, the fact that it's coming from a book, uh, the fact that there's a, a real, true, authentic, a uh, life message in that movie matters. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think you can just sit there and I don't think they're going to get shut out given just where they're in the mix for. And there's, there's, there's a, there's a real aspect to this movie. I, I, I I'll lay the juice here. I, I'll lay the juice here. This is probably my third bet that I really like. Um, Gladstone Gosling and American fiction. Those are the three that I'm, that I'm eyeing uh, before we uh, before we get into our uh, our fourth one. Yeah, look, I'm with you. I don't think Barbie should be nominated. I would actually swap it out with Spider Man if we're just talking about the nominations themselves. Yeah, I think across the Spider Man, I don't hate it. in there over Barbie, but we know how the Academy treats animated movies not very well. Um. My final category was original screenplay, Caleb. <laughs> so we get to end the pod the way we started it, talking about the holdovers. You get the holdovers at plus 145 here. Hammer, 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 hammer. Look, Anatomy of a Fall is the favorite at minus 210. Anatomy of a Fall, good movie. I gave it four stars. Yeah, you you watched it. You've watched it. You've you've talked to me a little bit about it. I liked it. I thought it was about twenty minutes too long. But other than that, like I can't. And you would probably agree because you hate runtimes. Oh. But that's just problem. You do. That's a fact. That's okay. fine. But okay. okay. Other than that, I can't complain about the movie. I have no qualms if it wins, but the odds are intriguing, and the odds are telling you no other one has a chance besides these two. So, Bingo. Bingo. If I can get the holdovers at plus 145, maybe by next week, if I'm lucky, it, it goes to it goes to two to one. Lay some on that. I, I mean, you're, you, you're uh, probably going to... You got to hope the, the number gets worse to really make it a, a push. I mean, you, I, I think you... If you're... Again, similar to Lily, you got to bet it now. Um, yeah. I'm not wasting time here. You're, bet, you're betting it now. Um, Anatomy of the Fall really hardly in the mix on a lot of stuff is not, which I thought was weird. Cause I thought so, it would be. Yeah. But so then all of a sudden you get him at minus two ten. It's just a lot of value there. And I mean, when you, when you watch the holdovers, which granted, I mean, obviously you've watched anatomy of a fall, but when, 
When I watched the holdovers, my first thought was, what a sweet and unique idea. Yeah. That was what I felt at the end. It wasn't necessarily performances so much as I thought, what a sweet and unique story idea. And, and how funny uh, it was at times right, and right. how sad it was at times. And, and, it made and you, it made you, it made you feel everything. And I think it should go with two. I don't think it'd be crazy to be like, yeah, this movie gets two. Randolph no, in an original. I, I think that'd be fair given the yeah. way the odds stack, because if Giamatti doesn't win, uh, I, I would look at maybe seeing if there's a way that it, they, they sneak into original screenplay. And if Giamatti doesn't win, you should feel good about it. I think I if Giamatti doesn't win, you should feel good. You should feel even better about that bet. So I like I like the holdovers cried a lot on uh, original screenplay. So that's our fourth one. We, we like the holdovers plus yeah. 145. Yeah. Lily Gladstone. Uh, Paul Giamatti for best actor, possibly. I liked Oppenheimer and Barbie for best adapted screenplay. Uh, not saying Barbie should be in there, but it's for yeah, you thought the next week's weird. pod. Yeah. And then uh maybe a little bit on Boyd and Heron if you think it can upset Spider Man. Yeah. Um but those those are the big ones. Other than that, I mean like we said, you talked about uh Randolph a little bit. Massive favorite. Don't even bother. I I, I yeah. And it's hard to argue it's really hard to argue a second option. I mean, Emily Blunt wasn't on a ton. I don't even know who I would argue. I mean. Like America Ferreira, should she really be here? At all? Right. right. And then Jodie Foster and Nyad, like, she just got nominated because she's Jodie Foster. Nobody on earth has seen Nyad. No one. Nor will they. So she doesn't have a shot. So it's going to be Randolph. And it should be. Powerhouse performance. I, I, I thought it was too. I thought it was too. And she, and she, she deserves a big award. She does. She's been, she's a very good actor. Really, really, really good yeah. actor. Really good. So that's what we got, Caleb. Uh, what do you got coming down on Linsanity next week? Dude, uh, we're doing uh, some mid-majors, talking some mid-majors, talking the ACC a little bit, um, kind of going in, looking at both here, because, uh, you know, sooner rather than later, we're, we're going to get into March Madness. Weird year for the ACC. You're right. Absolutely right. New Carolina and Virginia is not the same. You know, Hubert. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a year Hubert. of the Carolinas. Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. Price's favorite coach, Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. All right. Well, check us out on BSF next week. And then check uh, me and Alex out on the Power Hour. We talked about the All-Star Weekend. Uh, and we did some NBA Eastern Conference talk. So check that out as well. And then I'll be back next week here on Cinema. giving my Oscars picks. Um, so thank you very much for listening. <laughs>